Well, 2016, three days underway. How are we doing? Who here has made New Year's resolutions? Come on, own up. Anyone? There's a few kind of hands going up. Have you still got those New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I looked at... One hand went up. That's brilliant. I mean, I looked on Google. They have released the top 10 most increased questions in the run-up to this new year. This is what the world, according to Google, is asking for this new year. Number one, how do I de-stress? First question, how do I de-stress? I think we can all relate to that. Number two, maybe a little bit surprising. This is the second most increased asked question in the run-up to the new year. How do I make kale chips? <laughs> I don't even know what a kale chip is. I'm guessing it's in rea- it's, I, I'm guessing it's in response to an overindulgent in what sits. I don't know. Number three, how much water should I drink to lose weight? Something I need to do more of. Uh, number four, interestingly, how to write a resignation letter. Number five, how to cook lentils. Number six, how to cook cabbage. There's a theme coming along here, isn't it? Number seven, how to write a letter of recommendation. Positive. Number eight, how to cook greens. Number nine, how to steam broccoli. Again, lots of uh, green themes. And number ten, a bit of a wild card, just crept into the top ten, how to crochet a beanie. These, as I said, are the burning questions the world is wanting to know in the run-up to the new year. But I think it's clear from the questions people are asking that people are wanting to make changes in their lives. People are wanting to make changes in their diets, in their careers, even in their hobbies, if crocheting is anything to go by. The bottom line is people are looking to make this year better greater, more successful than the previous year. That's kind of what New Year's resolutions are all about. There's that phrase, a new, a new year, a new me. This sense of a, a clean slate, a chance to start over. This year, I am going to shed some weight. This year, I am going to stop smoking. This year, I am going to be more adventurous. This year, I am going to spend more time with my family. This year dot, 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 fill the gaps. Trouble is, statistics show that one in three people have already broken their resolutions within the first seven days. It's a third get broken in the first seven days. And actually, only 8% of New Year's resolutions are actually fulfilled in that year. New Year, new me quickly becomes New Year same me. <laughs> New Year, same me. And, you know, I don't know what you feel about New Year's resolutions. Personally, when I've made them, I tend to fall into the 92% of those who don't succeed in their specific goals. Because I've found out that just trying harder has very limited success. Just having another go, trying harder, doesn't really do it. 
it gets you so far. For Joe and Vanessa, for Carrie and Amron, just trying harder will get them so far. But as we've been praying and as we've been kind of dedicating them and their kids to God, it's, it's that cry of, we need your help, God. We need your help. Personally, whether I've made resolutions or not at the beginning of the year, I've always appreciated the opportunity that a new year affords to, to really give myself an honest assessment. I don't know if you do that at this time of year. Kind of do a little checkup. How, how am I doing physically? Not that great, actually. Uh, how am I doing mentally? How's my emotional state? How am I doing relationally? How are my relationships with my wife, with my family, with God? How's my spiritual life coming on? Start of a new year gives a great opportunity to honestly assess where you are at. And as I was reflecting on the start of this year, a passage in Isaiah 43 came to mind. And by way of context, Isaiah is basically God speaking to his people, the people of Israel, through his servant Isaiah. And he spent several chapters up until this point basically warning the people of Israel that calamity is going to happen. It's, it doesn't really lend itself to cheery reading up until that point. Israel have fallen into that 92% of those who have not kept their resolutions. They promised to follow God, and yet time and time again they turned their back on God, did their own thing, went their own way, we know best, thanks very much, and they were heading for calamity. And that actually happened hundreds of years, or 800 years later after Isaiah was warning them. They were taken captive by the Babylonians. They were under a foreign power, slaves. And yet, and yet, this is what God says to them despite their rebellion, despite their disappointment, I suppose, of not following through what they had promised. Verse 18 on Isaiah 43 going to just read two verses. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Despite chapter after chapter of warning, this judgment, this captivity that they were heading into was not God's final word. Because God is a God who keeps his resolutions. God is a God who keeps his promises. There was still hope for them. And I just want us to go through these couple of verses to help us as we dive into this new year with all the joys and with all the challenges that we will no doubt face. God says to his people, forget the former things. You know, don't dwell on the past. A major key 
whether you're raising children or whether you're just resolving to make changes in your life in 2016, is don't dwell on the past, on all the things you got wrong. It's so easy, isn't it, to look back and think, I should have done that better. I didn't get that right. I said this. I did this. In fact, if you think about most New Year's resolutions, they are based on trying to fix the mistakes we made in 2015. I ate too much chocolate. I, I, I spent too much time in the office. All this sort of stuff. But God's challenge to us, I believe, this morning is it's a new year. Don't dwell on the past. Yes, let's celebrate the breakthroughs, the triumphs, the highs of last year. And let's learn from the mistakes that we did make in the previous year. But let's not live there. Let's not dwell there. Let's not keep going over old history. As the message translation puts this passage, we don't have to. It's a new year. It's the wonderful message of the gospel, this good news of Jesus Christ that we've been singing about. The fact that when we do mess up, which we will, no doubt, we don't need to wait, praise God, till January the 1st, 2017 to start over again before a slate is wiped clean. Because of Jesus' perfect sacrifice that we were singing about, because of his finished work on the cross, you've been made clean. You've been made clean. You can drop any guilt and shame that you carry. Because if you have accepted Jesus as your saviour, that guilt and shame is no longer yours to carry. It's no longer yours to carry. On that cross, Jesus exchanged our rags of sin for his perfect righteousness. It's outrageous, isn't it? Why should he do that? It's got nothing to do with us. It's all because of his love for us. And, and this is the fulfillment of this prophecy that we've read in Isaiah 43. Jesus is the fulfillment. He is the reason why we can forget the past. Because the past has been dealt with. Because of Jesus, we can know a clean slate every single day of this year. Isn't that good news? Isn't that something to celebrate? In fact, Isaiah 43 goes on to say, this is again God speaking to his people, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, it's for God's glory, and remembers your sins no more. I don't know if you have any regrets from 2015, but if you come to God, confess your sins, the Bible says he is faithful and just and will forgive all our sins. All our regrets from 2015, all the things that we go over in our head, oh, if only I did that differently, God has forgotten them, which means we can too. We are free to move on. I love the way it goes on in this in the second, verse 26, God, almost in a mocking way, says, review the past for me. 
Let's argue this matter together. State your case for innocence. Because he knows full well we haven't got a leg to stand on. You know, our clean slate has nothing to do with us, but everything to do with him. We cannot state our case for our innocence apart from calling on the name of Jesus. Again, scripture is clear. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It's Jesus who freely gives us his innocence. It's the great exchange, it's called. It's why we don't need to live with regrets from the past. Because if you are in Christ, if you've received Jesus as your saviour, you are being renewed every day. You're being renewed And every day we can draw on his forgiveness. And every day we can draw on his strength for the next day. You know, God is big enough to forgive all our mistakes. To free us so that we can move on. The thing is, when we allow the past to dictate so much of our future, what happens is fear starts to shape our decisions, and fear starts to shape our goals because we don't want to make the same mistakes again. You know, as parents, we can can transfer our own insecurities onto our kids. Mistakes we've made in in the past, we can can transfer them onto our kids. And and really, an important part of this dedication that these guys did this morning is to say, actually, I entrust My children, the most precious thing to me, I entrust my kids into your hands, God. You know, I might be fearful, I might want to do this, and of course we want to guide them and we do it in love, but ultimately we can trust God with our children and we can trust God with our own lives for this year. Disappointments too can can have the habit of, of setting our expectations low. We don't expect much from ourselves. We don't expect much from others because we've been let down in the past. We don't expect much from God, perhaps. I didn't really see that breakthrough I wanted. The truth is, and the challenge is, we need to allow God to set our agenda for 2016. We need to Really pray for fresh faith. That's what we need in this new year. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Takes us to the next verse. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? The context wasn't the Israelites getting themselves out of the mess they were in. It was all about seeing God fulfill his plans and his purposes in their lives. It's about revelation. We talk about New Year's resolutions. What we need is New Year's revelation. We need to see what God is doing, where God is at work. Fresh revelation of what God, what, you know, do you still dream about what God can accomplish in your life? When you think about this year, does it excite you at the potential? We need fresh revelation of what God wants to do through you and me in 2016. See, look, I am doing a new thing. Don't you perceive it? It's all about vision. It's all about getting a fresh revelation. What does God want to do through me? 
What does God want to do through this church? What does God want to do in our community in 2016? See, I am doing a new thing. You know, perhaps rather than looking back at the previous year and and looking inwards, I mean, it's good to do that, it's good to reflect, but perhaps we should do some more looking upward and seeing actually what God is doing. Rather, Rather than being retrospective, we really need to get hold of God's perspective a lot more. I think that would really help us. I don't know whether you consider yourself a Christian here this morning, but whether you do or you don't, the truth is God has wonderful plans for your life. God has amazing plans for your life. You were created for a purpose. The Bible is so clear about that. Just like Rosa and Maya have been created for a purpose, for such a time as this. You know, and, and our heart is that they will grow up knowing and following that purpose for their lives. But really, that's our prayer for everyone. That we will all grow in the knowledge of the purpose that God has for us. The question is, are you open for God to do a new thing in your life this year? If you don't consider yourself to be a Christian, are you open to explore further the claims of Jesus? Are you open to explore the claims of people who, whose testimony is, I've been changed by Jesus? Or has the past limited you? Has cynicism or even disappointments in your life kept you from going further, from going forward? Are you open for God to do a new thing in your life? And, and I said, if you've been a Christian for a while, are you still dreaming about what God can accomplish in your life? Are you still open for God to use you in 2016? Because the thing is, The only way we will truly find fulfillment and satisfaction in this life is by following his plans. Because he made us. It's what we were made for. That's when we are truly, truly fulfilled. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And he goes on. Thirdly, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Isn't that a comforting thought as we step into the unknown of a new year? That as we step out, we don't step out on our own. We step out trusting God because he's promised to make a way. You know, over this Christmas, we've been reflecting on the fact that God is God with us. Our Emmanuel, that first Christmas, God was with us in the person of his son, Jesus. Today, God is with us by the person of the Holy Spirit, his power at work in our lives. He is God with us. We don't have to step out into 2016 on our own. We can trust him. In fact, just flicking back in chapter 43, listen to these verses. This is how God starts this whole section. 
This is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. I don't know what you're facing in 2016, but listen to this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Verse 5, he says, do not be afraid, for I am with you. We don't have to dwell in the past. We can receive fresh revelation for the future. And we can step out in confident faith because God is with us. This isn't about making flippant resolutions and just trying harder to live up to a certain standard. It's all about relying on God's strength, on his power, on his wisdom, on his patience, on his courage as we step out. It's really not about how strong your resolve is. It's about how strong God's love is for you. His resolve is unbreakable. He's not fickle. He is unchanging. The challenge is how hungry, how passionate, how willing are we to follow his plan for our lives. To grow into the people he's called us to be. My wife Claire recently wrote an article um, called, Who Are You Going to Be This Year? And actually, I was going to ask her to preach this morning, but it's a bit short notice. Hopefully, we'll hear it in a few weeks. She's giving me that look. The point of her article is this, that at the start of the year, we can get so hung up on what we must do, what we must change, when really the most important question we should be asking is, who are we becoming? Who are we becoming? Because all of us get shaped by different influences, different people, different circumstances. And the the question is, who or what will be shaping you in 2016? My encouragement to you is, allow Jesus to be the one to shape you this year through his word, through prayer through your personal relationship with him. This is what we're, we're called to be and to do. As I said, it's not trying harder to live up to certain character traits. But it's about acknowledging that in Jesus, we are already loved and accepted completely. And it's from that sure foothold that we can then allow him to lead us and shape us and do a new work in us. It's incredibly freeing, incredibly freeing. In my opinion, it's, it's the only way to start a new year and actually to continue through the year to accept, hey, I'm accepted in Christ and then allow him to shape and change you. Forget the former things. You know, let's, let's not dwell on the past. In Christ, we are free from all our wrongs. All our mistakes. See, I am doing a new thing. Let's, let's pray for fresh revelation. Pray to see what God is doing and what God is wanting to do. 
And I am making a way in the wilderness, streams in the wasteland. As I said, I don't know what 2016 is going to bring. Maybe for some of you, you felt like 2015 felt like a bit of a wasteland, a bit of an endurance test. I know for Joan Vanessa, Carrie and Amron, these early years of raising children can feel a bit like a wilderness of sleepless nights and everlasting nappies. But whatever this year brings, can I encourage all of us to start 2016 looking at the one who will show you the way, who will make the way through whatever 2016 brings and will provide everything you need, streams in the wastelands. He is the one who will be with you through thick and thin. So let's all be open to God to do a new thing in each of our lives in 2016. Amen? Amen. Let's have the band back up. I'm just going to pray. If you would like to just have a chat more about discovering more about Jesus, about what we've been singing about, what we've been talking about, I'd love to, to talk with you about that. If you'd like to receive prayer, we said he's God with us by his spirit. We believe in a God who heals today who comforts today, who gives peace today. If you'd like prayer for any reason at all, as we draw the meeting to a close, please do make yourself known. Come forward. We'd love to pray with you. But I'm just going to pray over all of us, and then we'll close with a song. Yeah, Father, we just thank you for the fresh opportunity a new year brings. Thank you for the privilege of partnering with Joe and Vanessa and Cammy and Carrie and Amaran as they seek to bring up their daughters. And Lord, as we've prayed for Rosa and Maya, I pray for all of us that we will follow your paths, your plans for each one of our lives. Lord, we pray that the past will not limit us, but we will be given fresh vision fresh revelation of what you want to achieve in our lives. We say we trust you and we ask you to continue to lead us on into 2016 for your glory, we pray.